Welcome to The Wellness Way with me, Philly J. Lay, a layperson's guide to your natural health systems, your very own NHS. Hello, lovely people, and welcome to another episode of The Wellness Way. And as we go into the new year, I want to talk about the diet dilemma. We're told so many different things about diet and most of it is complete and utter shit and I just wanted to get to the bottom of it because there is so much information that you're not told. So I brought on today the wonderful Ryan Martin. He is an author, a speaker, a podcast host, trying to get this information out as well. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. No, thank you for having me. Um, yes, it's, I like the way you speak. It's, it's like me straight into the point and then mucking around. So you made me smile already. <laughs> well, you know, we haven't got time to waste anymore. So um, let's crack on with it. I'm going to ask you a question. Calories in, calories out. What does it mean? Well, if you listen to a lot of the health, um, well, I say fitness gurus, I should say, because health and fitness are not even really in the same league um, in terms of you know, the fitness industry these days, they push so many things that are not conducive to your health. And there's lots of influencers out there with huge followings and they love to get, you know, clicks and they like to, you know, I say massage their ego and they say things that unfortunately the uneducated public will fall for and it's just like easy wins for them. Um, I, I, I did a, uh, a video on this just recently because you know, I get tagged in so many things and there's a particular influence out there who has said so many things that are incorrect, that are causing so many people harm. Um, and it's like gaslighting them. He also had a stance on the uh, on the thing that we can't mention. Sorry to interrupt this podcast. Why don't you come and sign up to my newsletter at phillyjlay.com where we can keep connected and we can talk about lots of things going on in the world. You will also get my free manifestation meditation so you can become a shit hot manifester too. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share and turn your notifications on so you never miss an episode. Thank you. That probably led to lots of people dying or um, destroying their health. So dying suddenly. Yeah, dying suddenly, you know, the, the only thing they won't question is the thing that is actually doing it. Um, so when it comes to calories in, calories out, um, look, it is important, but it's not the be all and end all. And, you know, I, I, I've even because I deal with a lot of people with chronic health issues, advanced diseases, etc. And I've had, I've heard him even say, uh, this guy, I mean, I could say his, his name if you want, James Smith, whatever. Um, there's loads of them out there. But he, he was saying that, like, even people with fibromyalgia, it doesn't exist. If you just reduce your calories and exercise more, it's going to go away. And I'm just like, wow, this guy is yeah. either hugely incompetent um, or he's just moronic. And so, and it, and it's and it's saying things like that um, that can lead to a lot of people if they believe you and they think that you know, oh, I've been trying. It's 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 it can lead people down the wrong path, and it can cause a lot of a lot of people serious health issues so with calories in calories out yes you know you, you can't be just throwing caution to the wind and eating too much and not moving but there's so many other factors that come into it when it comes to the metabolism you know your metabolism isn't fixed it's fluid and so if you keep on just eating less and moving more what happens eventually is your metabolism grinds to a halt and you have it happens so often you see lots of women um who after 
they've given birth. They just try to like eat hardly anything and, and do lots of hit exercise, um, high intensity exercise. And eventually it gets to the point where I've had so many reach out to me, Ryan, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got my calories and I'm working out harder than ever, but I'm putting on weight. I look bloated and I'm, I'm holding water. And it's simply because their body goes into, into starvation mode. It starts to think, well, I don't know when I'm going to get my next meal from or my next influx of calories. And so I best hold on to that water. I best hold on to the, some nutrition. Otherwise, you know, I could, I could be in serious trouble here. I could go into that. You start to be in star, actual starvation. And so it, the metabolism will slow right down to protect you. Um, and it happens to so many people. I, I said they've done studies on this where they've actually looked at uh, tribes in terms of the distance that they cover every day. And they, they walk like six miles a day compared to people that are sedentary, more sedentary in offices to see how many calories they burn a day. And people will be thinking, you know, on average, the tribal members will be burning so many calories. You know, they work, work, walk six miles a day. They're lifting. They're, they're on their feet all day. And I actually looked, looked at the amount of calories they burn wasn't too dissimilar to someone who, you know, walked an hour a day and exercised in, um, in, in the weight room, for example, because their metabolism had learned that that was the optimal amount of calories to burn. Because uh, if they if they kept on if they kept on burning more and more calories, then they'd be they whittle away to nothing, you know. And you, when you see these tribal members, you look at any of the tribes, they're not skin and bone and malnourished. They they are lean, but they're healthy. And unfortunately, you know, the met- well, fortunately for us, the metabolism is clever, and it's and it starts to be like, okay, if I'm if I'm constantly working out this burning, if I'm burning, you know, two thousand calories, but I'm only taking in eight hundred. And there's that 1,400 calorie deficit to 1,200 calorie deficit. <laughs> yeah, you keep on doing that. Then eventually it's going to be like, well, I'm not going to have enough calories to survive. So it will slow metabolism down. And so, as I said, the metabolism isn't just, there's, there's many ways to manipulate it. There's like, obviously it's eat, uh, eat less, move more. But then there's eat less, move less eat more, move less, and eat more, move more. And so you can sort of trick the metabolism. Um, And so it's super important to understand how to do this and to understand how the metabolism works. You know, it happens a lot as well when when you see um, women or men go and do like a, a physique show and they're given such low calories and they're training two, three times a day that after they finish the show, they balloon up because their metabolism was completely like on the floor and they've just started eating normally and their body just can't burn that amount of calories. So they just put on so much weight and they look like they're they're swollen. And this is where a whole new area has come in. Well, not, it's not new, but it's getting more and more traction. It's called reverse dieting where you gradually increase someone's calories over time. So their metabolism can burn more. And so there's a whole, there's so many things that impact um, your body's ability to, to burn fat, to store fat, um, you know, your, your, your stress levels are so important with this as well. We live in a, in a world today where people are, are overly stressed. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to be everything to everyone. And a toxic world. We live in a completely toxic world. That's a toxic world. The world is the most toxic it's ever been. We're, we're exposed to 100,000 industrial toxins every day, uh, aerial aerial toxins. That's about the toxins we're exposed to inside, like the air inside your, your house, your office building is 10 times more toxic than the air outside. You know, VOCs, pollutants, plastics, microplastics, heavy metals, chemicals, 
uh, all these things that are off gassing. And so these things impact your, your endocrine system, which is like impacts your hormonal system. It, they suppress your energy meta metabolism and that can lead to anxiety and depression. Uh, stress does this as well. People are so stressed. They're not even, they're not even taking time to eat their food. They're eating on the go. They're not even looking at what they're eating. They're eating processed food, refined foods. Your body can't digest or metabolize, assimilate, eliminate that. And so, you know, it's like, we've got this, this. It's, it's a minefield, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a minefield, yeah. People minefield. have got irritable mind syndrome where they're just sort of racing mind. They're trying to like educate themselves, protect their family, um, you know, fight the tyranny that's going on. You've got single mothers trying to be beautiful, um, trying to look after their kid, trying to uh, earn a wage, trying to be like, do, be a family on their own. Then you've got dads, that are out there trying to earn enough with, with what the world's going on, um, probably not sleeping, not exercising enough, not eating correctly. And it's just exhausting and it adds more and more stress. And so when you add all, the, all that up, it's like calories in, calories out. You think that's the only thing affecting the body? It's crazy. You know, the body's really clever. As, as um, I think we touched on this, but the body doesn't, obviously doesn't want you to come into any harm. And so we're exposed to all these toxins and chemicals the body's very clever. It wraps toxins in fat. So it doesn't, those toxins don't destroy the nervous system, the neurological system. The, um, yeah, what I mean, it doesn't impact your organs. And so it's why you see cattle, they get, they get sold by their weight. And unfortunately, all that fat is generally just full of toxins. So if you're eating cattle and you love the fat, and it's, unless it's been an organically farmed or biodynamically farmed animal, then you're eating a hell of a lot of toxins. And those animals have been fed things like, plastic pellets, sawdust, uh, rendered food. You want to look into rendered food, you know, I mean. Tell us you, a little bit about rendered food uh, then. I mean, it, rendered food is like, <laughs> in fact, I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let people go, go and have a look. Type in rendered food on YouTube and go and have a look and see if you want to be eating that. I mean, they're not legally allowed to feed that to you, but they can feed it to the cattle. And so then you're eating, I mean, also like cattle are not meant to eat corn. You know, they're meant to graze, they're herbivores, they're meant to chew the cud. They've shown that just by just by feeding a cow grass diet for two weeks, it can get rid of 80% of the E. coli. But no, they don't want to do that. They want to have cows in like CAFOs where they're not moving up to their knees in feces, um, injecting them with hormones and vaccines, and then they spray that meat with um, well, basically bleach chlorine um to try and get rid of the bad bacteria it's like this is a dead disease well this is a diseased animal you're feeding people and so if you're eating even food like that you remember you're that you're, you're taking on that energy everything's frequency so you're yeah. eating the animal that is diseased it's probably lived a terrible life very different to an animal that's been out roaming in the pasture chewing the and cup. also putting nutrients back into the soil you know that's why they're there to put nutrients back into the soil i saw a terrible movie uh, about 10 years ago i think it was the health food revolution uh, and there was an interview and a clip that they showed somebody had managed to get the footage of a big big truck that had fallen over and out of the back came a shitload of M&Ms, the sweets. But they weren't in bags, they were loose. Mm. Um, and they were all over the road. And so this person filming went up and said, you know, why are you transporting all of these? You know, where are they going? He said, oh, they're going up for the cattle. 
And so this guy started searching and he discovered that these sweets were taken up, excess sweets, full of chemicals, not just fed to the cattle, because the cattle wouldn't eat that shit. They used to, they do, they still do, drill holes in the cattle's side and pour this toxic food to them in to fatten them up. Uh, And I, I was so unbelievably shocked when I saw that. I mean, I was retching and I've just... I mean, it's what the fuck. What are we doing to our food chain? It is quite yeah. extraordinary. But I'm actually going to take you back a little bit now, Ryan, because I know that you, your degree is uh, as a sports psychologist, um, sports scientist. You trained in nutrition and you came out of uni with, I suppose, the 45,000 debt that every other uni child has. And out of learning everything that you learned about nutrition and sports science at university, how much of that do you use in your practice today? Um, I'd say absolutely zero. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was just trying to think if there's anything I, I use. I mean, uh, even like when it comes to water, like what they were teaching isn't isn't uh, correct. So, yeah, absolutely none. Um, and it it the funny thing is, I went to uh, ended up going to Hartbury College, which was the sports excellence side of UWE University of West of England. Um, it was basically we had like it was it, we had um uh, football players rugby players um modern pentathlon and uh, um horse riders equestrian i think it's called and so it was everyone who's, who's there and then they said olympians go there lots of professional rugby players go there and so everyone there was trying to become a professional athlete and so sports science nutrition it was like i mean at the time it was it Hartbury was Hartbury's rugby team now, they have a Saturday team which plays one league below the premierships. And when I was there, we were just starting out. So we went up all these leagues. And what I'm trying to say is like, it was, it was um, we were beating Loughborough and Bath and all these teams, for example, by lots of points. We had a lot of people who were very, very good at sport there and everyone was super into sports science, et cetera. And so you're thinking like what we would be learning would be, you know, helping out, helping our performance unfortunately i think we learn, it's amazing what the human body can do and a lot of people will succeed just in spite of their training and nutrition not because of it you know the mind's hugely powerful um but everything we learned there unfortunately it's when i was i was going through my own health crisis at the time and everything we learned there and i applied to myself just made me more ill and more toxic and this led to me um being in a lot of pain but it's so I'm going to ask you there just to tell the audience a little bit about your health crisis. I've seen photographs of you uh, and it was truly um, horrible for you as a teenager to have to go through this. So can you just tell us what started you on this journey? Yeah, 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 I will. I'll just I'll just add to that. Like when you look at nutrition done by universities, like all of it's funded by um, big food corporations, you know, and so you just have to follow, follow the money not the uh, quote-unquote science, follow the money and you'll see where things end up. But yeah, my health journey started when well, my health crisis started when I was like uh, 16, 17. I had pretty bad acne on my chest and, and back and in my face. And then unfortunately, my best friend died in, in a car crash. And generally, you, you these things can trigger a deeper emotional responses. So you either get a chemical response, which can be to a drug recreational drug or 
can be for a medication. Uh, then you get an emotional response, which can be like someone dying or someone getting cancer and a physical one, which is like, or maybe you can get a car crash or an, in, uh, or a, or an accident. Uh, mine was like, uh, well, I was, I was taking medication for the acne and then I had my, my best friend died and it pushed my body into this response where unfortunately the, the acne just got so bad it turned into, I'm just going to give you the, the footnotes, but it turned into keloid scarring, really bad cystic acne all over my chest and back, my neck behind my ears, super painful. It it, it overhealed and generally keloid scarring is, is in like African American or African people getting more, but I had it all over my chest and back. And, and it was like, I, mean, I was used to play rugby with two shirts because I used to bleed through my shirts and that then, yeah, healed over into like rubbery nodules. I didn't take my shirt off for seven years because I was just super embarrassed, even in rugby changing rooms. Um, and then I started to develop cysts in my groins, in my like literally in the in the crease, my top top of my bum, below my back. And these just kept on. They would grow for about four or five weeks, and they would burst, and I get huge relief. And then through like it was like eighteen months, three years, they kept on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And to the point where I, I was, I was excruciating. I managed to play rugby uh, at university. I played for Nottingham. I then went and played in New Zealand. Before I went to New Zealand, I was, I was on all the medication. They started giving me this medication. They said, "Well, you know, we should give you Racutane." I didn't know any better at the time. Accutane. So repeat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Accutane, Racutane. Um, if I knew then what I know now, I never would have took it. You know, vitamin A derivative linked to. Well, Linked to liver failure, liver issues, that uh, in the sun, you'd burn in it because it just dries your skin out. Yeah, 100% chance of birth defect for any woman taking it, so you're not allowed to get pregnant while you're on it. Um, Didn't know that. Your countries have been sued for having it. Anyway, so I was on this drug and I was on it and I went to New Zealand. And it did get rid of my acne, but the cysts kept on coming and they were, and they were so painful. I used to like, put cellotape, not cellotape, we said put plasters over these cysts like and, and tape just so they couldn't rub in my groins and when I were back. And then I even was playing for, when I was playing for rugby uh, in New Zealand, I was playing for Canterbury, which was a professional setup and we could get to the doctor. And I said to him, mate, this keeps on coming. And he said, well, let's go and get, let's get you tested. So they did a lot of biopsy on this. They squeezed one of the cysts and it was excruciating pain. It, it come out, they biopsied it and they said, well, we didn't get anything back. So they had to do it again. It was horrific. They just put me on antibiotics um, to cover it. And I'd had been on lots of antibiotics anyway. It was just something I kept on going through more and more antibiotics. I finally came back to uh, to England and then got a contract to play in Scotland. The pain was so much that I just, I couldn't play anymore. And it was, you know, rugby is like a very uh, macho environment. You're not going to say to the, the coach, you know, I've got a few cysts or whatever. It's not something you really talk about. Yeah, I've got a boil in my bum. You know, they're just yeah. going to laugh their heads off, aren't they? Yeah, it's called like jeep seat. But if you see this, like I remember once I was at, well, after I came back to England because I just couldn't play anymore, I went to see my uh, dermatologist and uh he was like, well, we're giving you medication uh, and, and they give me a racotane. The, um, then they put me on steroids, which blew me up from 77 to 97 kg, basically. My skin was red and blotchy. They got rid of the the acne until I come off them, where it all come back. I was having like 60 to 100 steroid injections in my chest and in my back to, to reduce the keloid scarring. Nothing they do would work. Um, and so he even recommended bleach baths for me. I was getting in baths with bleach. Ooh. Yeah, to try and do this, yeah. Something I actually forgot about until recently. Uh, my mum said, do you remember that? I was like, oh my God, I've actually blocked that out because I wanted to rip my skin off. 
because it was so bad. Oh and my God. then I remember just being like on my, I was around my sister's house seeing once and I was just like, I, I was almost in tears with the amount of pain for these cysts. And we went out to eat lunch and it burst. And I was at this pub and it, all this pus just burst and come down my leg. And I was, so I was super embarrassed, but I was, in, I was so happy because it had burst. And now I was just like, what am I going to do? So the dermatologist said, well, there's nothing more we can really do, but I can I recommend you to a surgeon. And I was like, look, whatever you need to do, just get, get these out of me. Um, so recommended to me to a surgeon. They said, yeah, we'll, we'll operate. We'll cut these cysts out. We'll pack them and, and they'll be gone. So I went and got cut open um, by these surgeons, you know, anesthetic again, more antibiotics afterwards. And everything was good until it wasn't. And it came back, which we now know is because I wasn't getting to the root cause of what was going on. Um, so they said, well, this time we'll, we'll do it again. We'll cut deeper. We'll do a different way of sewing you up. Um, so I went and got cut up again. Um, had the embarrassment of being my wounds being packed by my parents again um excruciating pain and more antibiotics more anesthetic and once again anything was good until six weeks later it wasn't and they came back at uh, this time unfortunately uh, because of the amount of anesthetics i'd had and the antibiotics i got i developed thrush of the mouth which was one of the most painful things i've ever experienced it was like someone sticking a knife in my mouth every time i tried to eat and my gut was completely destroyed. So if I did get anything down, it was like someone ripping a knife across my gut. Um, and so... <laughs> oh, holy crap. I mean, you just can't imagine. How old were you at this time? Uh, 23. I was just 20, I was 23. And this was... I was lucky enough the World Football World Cup was on. So I was sitting on my parents' couch. I didn't want to... I, I literally was like... I was in such a bad way and I developed because of everything that had gone on, I'd actually developed Epstein-Barr virus and like really bad levels of glandular fever. And I was sitting on my parents' couch and we just moved to a new house. And my mum was like, can you help your dad move some stuff? I was like, mum, I literally have got no energy. She's like, well, what's wrong with you? Like you should be helping your dad out. And I was like, mum, she's like, if you sat back, go and get, go and go to the doctor again and get tested. So I went and got tested and they said, you've got the highest levels of glandular fever we've seen in like 15, 20 years. And she apologized for having a go at me. But uh, it was like, I was in such a bad way because my system was just completely destroyed. And I was sitting on the couch and the only thing I could do was, anything I could enjoy was watching sport. And I'd gone from being this happy-go-lucky sportsman, lots of friends going out all the time, um, enjoying life to like not want to be here. This is what life was going to be like. I was literally like, if this is what life's going to be like, no thanks. But I was, uh, I come across, there was a show on called... Um, behind the ropes which was sky sports documenting um prize fighters and they had a show where it was documented david hay and his training camp for the help uh, the uh, heavyweight title of the world and he was fighting nikola Vadiwev, who's like a giant and they went to his house in miami and they were looking at his his his, his training his diet etc and it's where i first come across my first mentor a guy called ruben tabares who he didn't know at the time was gonna be my mentor but Ruben was talking about how he was getting David in, in shape and he was talking about David's diet. He was juicing, he was having things like probiotics, fermented food, about how he was making sure David wasn't toxic. You know, he was talking about so many things that I've been in a world of professional sport with, with Nottingham, with Gloucester, with Canterbury, having these protein powders and these aluminous drinks and all these supplements that are just no, 99% on the market are garbage. I didn't know at the time, but I was taking them because... Just crap. You know, I mean, crammed with villas and crap, basically. And you take them because you're thinking, well, if Dan Carter, the best rugby player in the world, is taking them, then of, of course, you know, it's what we do. Um, but Ruben was talking about all these things, and I was like, right, this guy, I need to speak to this guy. 
So I, I, I found out, I researched him. I found out where he, he worked, the gym that he worked at. I rang them up, told them my situation. They said, look, we'll pass the message on to him and um, we'll see if we can get him in contact with you. Like the next day I was in the bath and I got a phone call and it was him. And he said, look, I've, I've been through this myself. I know what you're dealing with. Come in and see me. Uh, I'll talk to you and, and we'll, we'll, we'll sort this out. So I next day I booked in to see him, uh, went down to London to speak to him. I think it was like £350 at the time for an hour of his time, best money I ever, I ever spent. And he proceeded to tell me like what was going on. He like got me to look, stick my tongue out. He said, look, you've got a candida overgrowth in your tongue. You're highly toxic. Um, everything you've been doing is, is your diet and lifestyle has, has led you to this point. What we're going to do is we're going to... Um, you know, detoxify your body. We're going to put you on the right diet. I want you to go and see my biological medicine practitioner. We're going to get you on some homeopathic remedies. We're going to test to see if you've got high levels of heavy metals, etc. And so that's what I did. You know, I, I, he put a diet out for me. I started taking these things, like these foods I'd never even heard of before, like tinctures and things like, well, probiotics, fermented foods. I mean, I, at the time I was taking things like milk thistle and dandelion root and taking Darko tea. And I was like, what is this? Um, <laughs> and uh, I didn't know because I was just you know, a normal guy. Um, and at the time, I, now I know when, when people come to me, they're like, what's the dose of this? And how? What, what's this? And because it's new to them. For me, I've been doing it 15 years now. It's like, yeah, okay, we just, you know, we just blend it in. It just becomes part of your lifestyle. But he's also sent me to see my biological doctor, who I now use with my clients, um, and because he, he wanted to test me to see what I'd been, what, what, what he, yeah, if I had heavy metals or parasites, etc. What was going on, and yeah, and he has like a toxic chart as well. Um, and he says like, if if you get to your toxicity level of thirty, we start uh, looking for cancer. And I was at twenty eight, um, so I was extremely toxic. You were yeah. Close. Yeah, very close. I had super high levels of mercury. I had uh, many different parasites, Coxsackie A, Coxsackie B, Epstein-Barr virus. I had a polio vaccine remnants from that uh, and and aluminium and other things in me. So he gave me like, certain tinctures, certain remedies, combined that with my diet and detoxification practices that I did. Within six weeks, I was like a different person. Within 12, I was unrecognizable. And I never looked back, you know, I spent the next three years studying with Ruben and, you know, we're still close friends to this day. I went around the world and learned from other experts and everything that I learned, I've then put into, you know, helping people because I wanted to get this message out to people because I, I hated seeing people suffering unnecessarily. You know, so many people out there dealing with health issues and, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, the, the, the key thing, having spoken to all these people, um, these experts, you know, and I've got a podcast myself. I've spoken to so many over the last um, four or five years. It's my podcast, let alone the years before. But it was, you know, your illness isn't unique. No matter what your doctor tells you, you know, you're not deficient in medication. And you weren't born. Oh, I love that saying. <laughs> you weren't born with too many organs. You don't need them cut out. You know, and so it's, it's it doesn't matter. It's, it's like people think, oh, yeah, people still come to me. Even though I say it on my on my Instagram, my Facebook, my podcast all the time. It doesn't matter what you've got, you know, the way you heal anything is the way you heal everything with a few subtle differences. And, you know, we still say, oh, what if I've got fibromyalgia? Or what if I've got, you know, cancer? Or what if I've got, it's like, it comes back to the body being toxic, deficient, internally imbalanced, overly stressed and inflamed. Once you get to the root cause of that, and then your environment and other things that can impact it, once you get to the root cause of that, your body will heal. I've seen it thousands of times with people from, with all different health issues, from skin issues to gut issues to Alzheimer's to 
you know, Parkinson's, who had a client who <laughs> hadn't been able to stand up in 10 years, got up and danced with his wife, you know, and she was like crying, um, saying, like, I can't believe it. And it's like, right, when you start to give the body the right, you know, clear out all the chemicals and toxins that are in us, you know, we're consuming, people are eating a, a credit card of plastic a, a week. We yeah, are eating like 25 kgs of plastic over our lifetime. Yeah, that's just one thing. That's, that's all- terrifying. I mean, that's absolutely terrifying. And, you know, they feed it to our animals and, you know, it's, you're drinking, you know, if you drink from a plastic bottle and, you know, all of the food in the supermarkets wrapped in plastic. I mean, it's just this toxic stew that we live in. So I want to, I want to take you now to talk about different diets because it is a minefield. Nobody knows what to do. You know, you've got vegans, you've got carnivores, you've got paleo, you've got fasting, you've got the whole bloody lot. You know, the the carnivores say the plant's bad for you. You know, the vegans say the the carnivores, you know, the animals are bad for you. Let's let's break this down. Let's start the diet. Where do you want to start? Vegans. Let's start with the vegans. Well, uh, the thing now, is, first also- of all, before you start, I have to ask you, what are you? Oh, I I have a bit of everything. I'm a I I just go with quality quality foods and what my body wants and needs. And there's a time there's a time to cleanse. There's a time to nourish. Plant foods cleanse. Animal foods nourish. You need both. The diet that cl- cleans you or cleansed you can leave you severely malnourished later on down the line. I've had to deal with many many very ill vegans that have even people that have cured themselves of cancer by going vegan and then they've actually basically caused themselves to have cancer again by following that because your body, you know, it's, it's like the seasons. You you need different things at different times. And just because something's working for you now doesn't mean it's going to work for you long-term. And so all those diets you mentioned, you know, vegan, carnivore, fruitarian, keto, they've all got benefits. Um, and short-term, they can bring like remarkable results. What generally happens is it's the long-term sustainability of them. They're very hard to sustain, um, just because you know people want to be able to go out and, and live their life, but also they generally hit a wall. Where, for example, with keto, yeah, the adrenals just can't take it anymore, and they start to, you start to get burnt out. They, they even realize, oh, actually, it's like the carnivore as well. They started to be carnivore, and now they're like animal based because they realized, well, actually, a little bit of fruit, a little bit of honey, some carbohydrates. The body is, is optimal on that. Um, and vegans, you've seen so many of like Tim Sheaf was probably the, the most popular one. He was a vegan poster boy. He had his vegan clothing line, vegan supplement brand. He tried everything to stay vegan. He was, pardon me, he was the, um, yeah, he had like, was he free, uh, free runner or whatever? He was like a world-class athlete in 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 a way. What's it called? Is it parkour? When they do all the, the, yeah, it's like basically like he does freestyle running and over obstacles and everything. He was like very good. And you see pictures of him when he started. And then when he turned vegan for five years, he looked like he'd been in prisoner of war, you know, and and he was trying everything to stay to stay vegan. He, drink, he was doing urine therapy, drinking his own urine. He was taking all his amino acids. And it wasn't until he finally like broke and had some fish eggs and some salmon that his life changed. That evening, he had a wet dream. And his body was just craving meat, you know. And the thing is, we're just all looking, everyone's looking for absolutes. There is no conclusion. You are a study of one. Yes, you are absolutely a study of one. That is so spot on and perfect. And when people start to realize that, like what works for your friend 
may not work for you because you've got different backgrounds. You've got different histories, different ancestries. You also have got different stresses. You know, when you are more stressed and you're going, you're going to need more fat, you're going to need more dense foods like protein because your body is just going to scavenge through. Now you're like your sexual hormones. need. It's the other thing. Like you, so why a lot of long-term vegans, they look gray. They look very pale. They start to get bad breath, rotting teeth. The hair starts to fall out. Women stop to stop having periods because your sexual your sexual um, hormones need nourishment. Your body needs that, and from B vitamins and from certain fats, etc., uh, amino acids. And you just don't get enough in a vegan diet, in a standard vegan diet, unless you're, you know, really looking to to, to ferment foods and then you know, taking all these things that you could just get from meat. There's a guy out there. Oh, what's his? Um, he's a, the Mormon guy. Um, spends like I think it's like a hundred dollars a day on his supplements that he takes when he could just Bloody eat hell. yeah he's super, he's super rich he sold his company for like hundreds of millions um i can't remember his name anyway he's like um he's trying to like reverse age and everything um but he's spending all this money on supplements we could just eat high quality meat and so once again it's it's not meat meat's great i mean you go and study any of the tribes that have been eating meat dr western price's book you know um Nutrition and physical degenerations, but like the nutrition almanac. Look and look at these people that have been eating nothing but animal foods. They still have honey, and you know they'll they'll eat they'll eat um, plants in times where they need to. They they discovered how to do it. Yes, certain people don't do well on plants because you know plants got defense chemicals, whereas animals have got teeth and nails, and they can fight you. Plants haven't. So they develop defense chemicals, so some a lot of people struggle to break them down. They can cause the, the, the digestive distress, etc. Okay, I want to break this down a little bit further for our audience because this is something that has been put out there quite a lot that if you're eating certain plants, you know, they are toxic to the body. I'm I'm not vegetarian anymore. I was vegetarian. I wasn't healthy. I put bone broth back into my diet and there might be an occasion like Christmas Day where I'll just go, do you know what? I'll have a slice of turkey. Uh, but I listen to my body and I, my body will tell me exactly what I need. And my body wants plants. It loves and craves plants. So what would you say to these people, you know, especially those that follow the carnivore diet? What would you say to them when they say that certain plants are toxic to your body? Well, no, look, once again, you, you are a study of one. If you eat something and it doesn't, you don't do well in it, listen to your body. People will go to a nutritionist or a doctor or whatever, and a doctor or nutritionist will say, well, these foods are good for you. And they'll eat them. They'll feel terrible, but they'll keep on eating them because it says so on the paper. Your body is going to tell you what, what's right for you or what's, what's not. If you're eating plants and you're struggling to digest them or you're getting gas, wind, pain or bloating afterwards, then maybe you shouldn't be eating them. Same with meat. And if your body does well on plants and that's, you know, how you, you feel best, I always say, look, there's people out there that are long-term vegans that are flourishing. There's people out there that are long-term carnivore that are flourishing. There are people on those ends of the spectrum. I like to do what's best for, for most people across the board. And then if we have those outliers, then we work with it. That's fine. I am dogmatic about quality. I'm not dogmatic about we've got to do this because this is my way. No, no, no. I want you to be the healthiest version of you. And so if there's plants out there, Here's another thing. Food combining is another, another great thing. When people combine all these foods together, it's very hard for the body to break that down, especially in today where people's hydrochloric acid is completely de- depleted. People's 
enzymes, enzyme production are completely destroyed. You know, alcohol, stress, antibiotics, etc., processed foods will just destroy all that. So it's very hard for them to digest it. So simple um, practice of food combining, you know, goes a long way. Eating your plant foods with your carbohydrates and not putting all protein with everything. So in putting your protein with fibrous carbohydrates, it gives the, 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 the gut, the digestive tract, a, a much easier time of digesting foods rather than doing everything at once. And so, yeah, there are plants out there. I mean, Stephen, Dr. Stephen Gundry's book, The Plant Paradox. You know, I myself, I, I like a lectin-free diet because I think lectins um, cause a lot of issues with people digestively. From my experience, that's been the... Okay, been... explain what a lectin is for anyone that doesn't know out there. Well, le lectin is it's just a... It's like an, a molecule that's it's hard to... They're in, they're in plant, plants... Um, I'm trying to explain the best way. It's very, very hard to break down. It's like I would say protein molecule that's hard, hard to break down. Um, so they're generally the, the foods that I see people struggle with the most when it comes to that are, are beans and lentils, etc. And so And although, the nightshades can be a problem as well, can't they? Yeah, nightshades can be a problem for peppers for a lot of people. Bell peppers can be a lot be, be a problem for people. So when it comes to that, I'm like, okay, just drop them out and see how you get on. We go through like a, I do like a 21 day um, reset of my all my clients and my guys. It's all my, my programs. We just go through it and we combine the mental and emotional with the nutritional, and we go through a process and we take things out. And I say like, how does your body feel when you've taken those things out? And that's generally, I'd say the lentils and yeah, and the and nightshades. Most people do okay with white potatoes. Some people don't, but a lot of people do. Um, and then you've got you've got um, things like sweet potato, maybe people do very good on, good on. But once again, your body, I've, I know clients that just can't have avocados, they eat an avocado and it destroys them. You know, I've got people who can't eat eggs. I've got other, here's, it's like, you get vegan saying, well, I'm, I'm 90% vegan, but I have some eggs. It's like, well, you're not vegan then. <laughs> you're not vegan. <laughs> so, and so because those eggs make a big difference to your diet, you know, they make a big difference to the nutrients you're getting. And so, I say to people, um, just do what works best for you and find, and if, and if that stops working, have an open mind enough to change. What a lot of people do is they nail their, you know, their ideology to a particular, and this is what, one of the reasons we've got like vegan and carnivore, because people are so lost, they haven't got a tribe anymore. And so they, they come together in, in these, these wider groups and they find their, their voice there. They find their, you know, belonging there. And it's very hard for them to let go of it because they've got all these friends, you know, that they've made um, during this time, and they and they and they they really start to. Feel, it's almost like a cult following with these things. It, it um, is like it is like a cult, and I'm just going to give you an example of that, which is. Well, I thought it was quite funny, but she didn't really. My youngest daughter was on a demonstration once back in, I think, 2018. Um, and there was this lovely tree there in the middle of a square um, and lots of banners and bows on it. And it was obviously very much the center of this demonstration. And she went and hugged the tree because I always hug trees. And so, and she just kind of thought, oh, I'll go and do my mother. And everybody was going and hugging the tree. And she didn't realize there was a sign saying, come and hug the vegan tree. Uh, and somebody turned around to her and said, oh, brilliant, you're vegan. And she went, no. I went, ah, what are you doing hugging the vegan tree? And she went, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realise it was the vegan tree. And they went mental at her. And and she kind of went, oh, that was embarrassing, Mum. And I'm kind of like, it is a cult. It is a cult. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And you see each other going back and forth on these things all the time. People like not, um, let's say, I hate the term gaslighting because it's from like a, a woke side of things. And I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. But it's, it's it, it fits in with this. It's like they like people guess, like people saying, "Oh, just, people say, well, I stopped, I started eating meat again, and my life changed." And they're like, "Well, you didn't do it right." It's like, what are you talking about? I've got so many people that I've, I've, you know, I've interviewed Leah Keith, who was a vegan for like thirty years and did irreversible damage to herself from it, you know. And then I've got people who've done the other other way with carnivore and their digestion; they couldn't digest food after a while. It's just too much meat for them. And so most people sit somewhere in the middle, you know more plants a bit of meat or more meat a bit of plants or i do both if i have too much meat uh, for example for me i feel low i feel sluggish i don't feel i like to have a mixture um that's when i feel my best because meat is very grounding um it's a it's a, it's a grounding food that's where the energy comes in so you need some of that um and then so plant and plants are more high vibration um but you need both. It's like the yin and the yang. A vegan diet is very, very yin. That's why after a while, you know, people start to get super malnourished. You can't have just yin. You need the yang as well. And so same as any, anything in life, you need the masculine. You need the feminine. They complement each other. Like women and men, we're not meant to be everything each other are. We're meant to be everything each other isn't. And that's why we work so well. And so, you know, God gave us all these foods, <laughs> use them um you know god the universe whatever you want to whatever you want to say and i, I and, call it the universe yeah universe god you know i said the great the god yeah g capital g capital o capital d rather than any sort of religious god um consciousness whatever you want to call it it gave us all these fr foods for a reason it's like we just want to be like well this is what everyone should and it's just because it's like yeah it's it, 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 it does become tiresome but it's just like do what works for you until it doesn't and have an open mind enough to change and if you have a time of stress you're probably going to need more high calorie animal foods dense foods if your body has an appetite at that time because if it doesn't have an appetite then you know it doesn't want you to eat because you won't be able to digest your foods as much so listen to your body and and there's times where you need to cleanse like i go through cleansing periods two to three times a year super important because now that is really important and I want to talk a little bit more about detox to you because it is I think one of the most important things that you can do for your health and to do it properly I believe that you should do it under supervision because you have to get the order right and then once you've cleaned you know through the body you then need to start cleaning the heavy metals out of your body so can you just talk us through a detox how you would start just a normal average person on a detox starting with the bowels colon what would you do yeah but you no, you're right though what you just said there nutrition is actually more important sorry detoxification is actually more important than nutrition in today's world because of how toxic things are it's crazy so we, we, yeah, we go through a process is the process that we go through and we combine also the mental and emotional release with this, because as you go through detoxification, you will release things mentally, emotionally, as well as physically. So yes, you'll see things like mucoid plaque, you'll see things like liver stones, but you may be irritable. You may be a bit of a brat. You've got other things coming up. You know, you may have aha moments. You may cry, you know, these things coming out because it's you're releasing that physical energy of the toxins as well. And so what I always start with a 21 day 
reset just to get the surface toxins away because i don't want to go too deep lots of people come to you they've never done a cleanse or if they have they haven't done one in a while i go for a 21 day process of, of, of allowing us to clear surface toxins because if you go too deep too quick with a lot of people you can go into a deep healing crisis and that's where your body is detoxifying too quickly um and that can cause things like i mean headaches nausea vomiting vaginal discharge diarrhea um pa painful time so we try to minimize that as much as possible because we want our clients to be able to work and live while they're doing this so i go through a 21 day process to start and then we'll move on to the, the colon so we go through some gut healing principles first if people have got gut issues we'll go through them um to make sure we are healing the seal in the gut which is very important you mentioned bone broth it's one of the things we use things like gelatine there's other things we, we use as well um we even use at that time maybe soups and blended foods. So we're we're taking a it's like pre-digested. So we're letting the gut have a bit of rest, even though we're giving it concentrated nutrients. And then we'll go through colon. Super important because as you said, if, if you start putting things out the liver and kidneys before your colon's ready, that can cause issues. I mean, we're a funnel, so you know, if you if you're not working properly, it's backing up there. There you go. Exactly. Very simple way of looking at it. Great way of looking at it. We're a funnel. So you go through colon and um there's a certain cleansing protocol that, that i use and i also use now um enzymes to help with these cleanses because the enzymes is the, is the next is sort of like where, where we're going with this and you can clean things super quickly and, and super deeply with enzymes um so we go colon then we'll go liver you know liver is a battery of life if if you're here yeah, i mean if you if your liver's not functioning it's, it's linked to so many things as well as anger resentment people that are super frustrated they have a lot of um, liver issues as well and the, the liver doesn't filter toxins it turns toxins into molecules that we can excrete and so this is why people you know they've got so so many people have got a backed up liver because they've just been living our modern lifestyle and it's before all the toxins that are in the air but then you've got alcohol uh, antibiotics medication drugs all these things you know uh, are uh, not conducive to healthy liver so we go for a liver cleansing go ahead yeah, no, even the air we breathe. I mean, we are being bombarded the whole time with, you know, everything. I mean, even as a child, I was scared of acid rain. And now I know what I know. I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm amazed any of us are alive. I really am. But the body is remarkable, isn't it? Yep, we're, we are miraculous. And that's why we can, well, yeah, it's a uh, hormesis, right? A little bit of the poison makes us stronger. So we can deal with a little bit of it. We can deal with when we go into those other other realms. And that's why just, just to continue after liver, we go kidneys and after kidneys, we go um, parasites and heavy metals. And um, parasites are another thing that most people have no, no idea about. They say that 90 to 95% of the world has a parasitic or fungal infection. Uh, these things infiltrate your nervous system. Um, they can make you crave foods that you don't want. They can give you attitude and <laughs> they, they, um, you know, they, I mean, they, they really are clever little bastards, aren't they? They take hold and they are so innately clever. So talk us through some of the parasites because a lot of people don't talk about parasites. It's not a particularly fashionable subject. <laughs> oh, have you got any parasites today? Um, so let, let's talk through some of the main ones and what the symptoms might be and how you can test for them. So symptoms, you know, when it comes to parasites, the symptom, the list is literally so long. 
it's it's everything. Some telltale signs are like if you have an itchy anus, for example, there's some grinding your teeth when you're you're asleep, night nightmares, waking up in sweats. But there's also like itchy skin, um, skin skin issues, um, bad breath, foul smelling wind, it, like weight gain. There's so many things: craving foods, craving sugary foods. The list is so long, and they can be linked. They found that they're linked to like cancer and ms and parkinson's all linked to parasites they've seen it seen it in clusters now and you know some of the main ones you've got liver flukes you've got hookworm tape tapeworm um toxoplasma gundi which is su super prevalent in like south america but it's even more prevalent over here it's a it's a parasite that wants to be in in, in a cat um and it uh it's so clever that it'll go into a mouse and it will make that mouse less afraid of a cat smell so it will actually be in a cat's path and get eaten by the cat so it can then end up in, in the cat so but it's generally found in <laughs> oh, my god i didn't know they were that clever yeah, oh my brain. god yeah they're, they're found in lots of lots of people who get like motorcycle accidents and car accidents they're found in their brain because they they basically make you less afraid of fear um and so and that's like 60 percent higher than that i think 70 percent of people in south america have them but it's more prevalent over here now as well um but these these things you know if parasites love to love to live in dysfunction so the more toxic you are the more in dysfunction you are the more they're going to take hold so the cleaner your environment this is why i always like to say it's like gentrifying an area the more you clean up your internal environment the less that they that they want to be there and they'll start to move out they don't want to be there um and so this is why for example a lot of people they want to start cleaning heavy metals out but a lot of time the cat candida is there as well because you've got heavy metals it's actually protecting you from heavy metals that parasites can actually protect you in certain ways um because you're so toxic and they're eating up those toxins but then again whatever lives in you also like shits in you um so you've got all those toxins coming out and so yeah we go through we go through a parasite cleanse as well um so there's ways that we do that internally but one of the key things that we do is we use suppositories as well. It's one of the most powerful ways of clearing. And we've actually got a, a method that we use. You know, we, we do things orally. And I'd say six out of 10 of our clients will release parasites. When we do things with suppositories, nine out of 10 people will release parasites. And even people that have done tests for them um, that say that they're negative, they, they, they think they find them coming out. Because lots of the tests give false positives. They give false negatives because they're very hard they're very clever they can they, they can hide um and well like for example i'd say when it comes to testing like if you're looking for minerals and deficiencies um hair tests and things like that they're, they're they're pretty much next to useless there's a new one called the the oligo scan which is very very um very very good it, it, you can do it just by scanning your, your palm and it gives an in-depth instant instant test um it's quite new compared to other ones that you can take blood blood for example the thing with the test is as well you, i always say you've got to do them over a few days because if you take one if i took a picture of you at nine o'clock in the morning on monday are you the same person at 5 p.m on a friday and so it's just taking a picture of someone at one time and saying there we know nothing about them but you know um i like to, to, to do them um sporadically and then with with parasites 
this company, um, PICP, a parasite testing company that I use. But I also really I like to use biological medicines and and and, and testing through um, Vega Vega machines, Omron machines as well, because they can pick up frequencies that other times can't. But I generally just say to my clients, you know what? A lot of these tests, even I've I've seen people come back with negatives and all these things. We've done a parasite cleanse and, and parasites have come out. And so it's always as best to detox, especially if you haven't done one before uh, and you've been, especially if you've been abroad. Or, I mean, if you're drinking tap water at all, or you've been abroad. Uh, especially and if you have pets, you know, if you have a dog and a cat and you're cuddling them, you know, you, you really should be doing a parasite cleanse. How many times a year would you recommend one? Um, probably probably twice a year, every six months or every nine months, I, I'd do one. Um, I'd say it's just with the amount of toxins we're exposed to um, today. I think it's super important to go for a cleansing of the body at least two times a year, um, at least very least once, but at least two times a year. And that's like, if you're living healthily, if you're not even living health healthily or in a healthy way and definitely more, but then you have to start somewhere. Look for a lot of people, you know, getting out in fresh air for an hour a day, going for a walk an hour a day, eating organic food and drinking, you know, two to three liters of water a day is going to be a huge improvement. Um, and this is what you mentioned fasting, like fasting is great. I think, um, but it's not enough in today's world. The that fasting was fasting is great. I'd say like short term, shorter fast things, things shorter than seven days um, can be great. When you when you go without, you can also go within. So it's very good for the mind. Very good for seeing what you're actually you know. I think they say find what you can't do without for two or three days. That's your god, and so that's one thing for fasting. It does, and also it pushes your body into autophagy which means your body starts to eat itself at a certain level, get rid of the dead disease, decaying cells, replace them with healthy young new cells. But even with that, because of the amount that we are exposed to today, there's things that we can do to quicken up the process and to go deeper, taking things like binders, you know, negatively charged particles that, that bind toxins and extract them out, things like citrus pectin, um, charcoal, Benetton um, clay is another one. Zeolite is a good one. Okay, and then we've got things. Of actually, there's a intraso gel, which is actually from the Czech Republic. It's a powerful gel that you can use, and it literally will allow you to release so much mucoid plaque. And then enzymes, things that we're doing with, with enzymes, um, super important. Um, and so there's so the enzymes and so just so I get this straight and everybody understands so you're talking about taking digestive enzymes or are you talking about enzymes that that you can do um, you know as an enema or so like so yeah so you can so there's there's yeah enzyme therapy which you you can use and that can be a great way of clean the body, detoxifying the body as well. It's stuff that um, Dr. Nick Gonzalez used for, for cancer and you can use that anyway on empty stomach. They'll get rid of any of like the denatured proteins in your body, um, toxins, etc. But I'm talking about using like liquid enzymes. Um, liquid enzymes, um, I, use, I use them with our liver cleanse, our, our colon cleanse, kidney cleanse now. And it, will, it literally allows the body to, to clean house and release and release mucoid plaque, for example, um, within a day, which usually takes three to four days to start to be released. So 
Uh, a mucoid plaque is, um, for people that don't know what it is, it's the medical industry <laughs> tries to deny its existence. It's called like the, the, the black um, snake of death by a lot of people. But it's just where you're, you've got feces, antibiotics, toxins, etc. all this matter in your gut that hasn't been able to be digested because it's stuck to the walls. It's like imagine looking at a pipe uh, in the ground. This stuff was all stuck to the outside or the inside of the pipe. That's what's stuck to you there. So um, by taking these enzymes, well, and other things as well, we're able to release it. And when you see what comes out of people, they can't believe it. It's like this black, thick, rubbery substance. You can't even pierce it. You know, so um, it's uh, it, once you start to read that, it's, that's a disgusting thought. Yeah, it's a disgusting thought, but it's something that if you don't release, it just builds up and builds up and builds up, and that stuff seeps out, you know, through your system. And then people wonder why they have like migraines or spots, or they can't concentrate, or they're depressed, their anxiety, they get like depressive thoughts. This this is stuff that you needs to come out of your body. Um, and unfortunately our system our body wasn't made to deal with all the amount of toxins that we, we were exposed to today so um, but it's not just toxins that are held within the system you know emotions are held yeah. in the system there's the wonderful book the body keeps the score and i i mean i um when i started my healing journey i'm I became a very big fan of coffee enemas and I um, you know, was doing my coffee enema every day. And then as I got better, I went down to once a week um, and I had colonic irrigation, um, you know, every couple of weeks because I had had a tumor out my throat and I just I really wanted to clean my body. Yeah. And um, and it would be dirty for like 10 minutes and then the water would run clear for the rest of the hour and then I had a treatment just after my best friend and soulmate had died and the same thing happened 10 minutes of dirty then clear but the therapist who was amazing just said to me I know there's something going on in your body that is really very deep and it's not about your friend dying can we go to the max three hours three tanks of water and I said okay let's do it and so we started uh, and so it had just been clear for blooming 40 minutes. And she said, but talk about something else, not your friend. Um, so she said, what's your marriage like? Funnily enough, within two minutes, the water was black and it ran out black for the rest of the session, another two hours until about three o'clock in the morning. And But she said to me, that wasn't actually anything to do with your marriage. That was to do with trauma that was held that was really old and, and really stark. And that's about 20, 25 years old. What happened then? Something happened and your body took that grief and hid it in your gut I went, my dad died very suddenly of a heart attack and I was devastated. I was 26 years old and, and devastated. She said, okay, well, you've just released that. So, you know, the, the body is just extraordinary what it will do to protect you. My body knew I couldn't deal with that grief. It took it away and hid it for me. It is a remarkable, remarkable piece of equipment. And we're running out of time and I... I, it's just so lovely to talk to you. We are, you're just like a male, younger version of me, Ryan. Um, <laughs> we've both been on healing journeys and we've both found the same path and we're both kind of just desperate for other people to know this information. Um, so I'd just like you to tell everybody where they can find you and you have a great program, the Revive program. Um, there is so much that everybody can do for their health and 
there is always hope. So give us that, give us that moment of hope, Ryan, and then tell us where we can find you. Yeah, no, no, there's, I was about to say, thanks for having me on. And I'd love to have you as a guest on my show to talk Ooh, about your journey. Um, I'd love to come. Yeah, because the, the more people we can, we can, the more times we can get the message out and get people to understand that their health's in their hands, it's, it's, it's huge. And that's, that's the main thing. I mean, and we've just talked about this. There's so many other things we talk about in terms of the environment, your house, your lifestyle, um, even the company you keep, all these things. It's so, yeah. it's all part of it. And so, yeah, no, it's um, been a pleasure coming on. And um, yeah, I've got the Total Health Revival course, which is a, a self-led course at the moment that we can go through. But you can find me at, on Instagram at Ryan underscore underscore Martin underscore underscore um, at www.reviveyourself.co. Um, you can find me at... Um, I'll say the podcast on Spotify, most of my interviews are now on YouTube have been deleted. So I'd say Spotify is probably the best on iTunes. That's um, Revive Yourself with Ryan Martin. And on Facebook, if you look for Ryan Martin, I'm, I'm, I'm on there. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been an absolute, absolute pleasure. And um, I'm really interested to hear about your journey. And I just want to say to all of you lovely people, you know, Ryan's just said there that most of his videos on YouTube have been deleted. And a lot of mine have. I'm on my last legs. I'm sure Ryan is. If you want to continue to hear this information, you've got to help us, guys. You really do. So to subscribe to all the podcasts on natural health, any information that you want, subscribe to them, make a comment, share it with your friends, because believe me, the algorithm is not going to push this stuff out to you. As I have said so many times on this podcast, there is no money in healthy people and the doctor <laughs> of the future is you. Ryan, Martin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure.